Hi, everybody. I'm Brian. This is episode 118 of Mid-Atlantic Gravel, Travel, and Dirt. Come on along, everybody. Spend the next hour or so with us talking about gravel bikes, adventure biking, bike packing, bike camping, a little bit of throwback nonsense, and just playing bikes. So this episode is obviously something just a little different. And if you follow GTD and you're in the know, then you know that I am headed off to Texas working a bike tour in the hill country between San Antonio and Austin. It's wildflower season in Texas and the blue bonnets are blooming. I'm going to be visiting New Braunfels, the Pedernales State Park, uh, Lukenbach, Fredericksburg, Blanco, Enchanted Rock, and the very, very well-known Wallow City Loop, known for its fabulous wildflowers. Now, <clears throat> while I'm away, I thought it might be fun to revisit some old episodes, some deep tracks, if you will. So here is episode one. But don't worry, the track has been digitally remastered to make it a little bit smoother to listen to, kind of like polishing a turd. Next week, I'm going to try to give you a little bit of flavor of Texas along with another throwback episode. If you've got one that you think uh, you'd love to hear or that qualifies as one of our maybe better better or maybe worse episodes, <laughs> give me uh, a holler in the comments or drop me an email. Thanks for listening. Until next week, do good, be nice, go slow, respect others, stay healthy. You're listening to Mid-Atlantic Gravel, Travel, and Dirt. I'm Brian Raines. I'm Joey Sikorsky. And I'm Wes Chester. And this is episode one of Mid-Atlantic Gravel, Travel, and Dirt. Episode one. Guys, this has been a long time coming, hadn't it? Yes. We've, uh, we've, <laughs> Wes is going to jump in. We've been laying the groundwork for what, maybe a month? Yeah, just before Chris, a few weeks before Christmas. A few weeks before Christmas. Yeah, going on a month. Website's up. Instagram's been up for a little while. Now we finally get to sit behind a microphone. Yeah. Even Wes is here. Yeah. I showed up. I'm doing the work. <laughs> He's doing the job. <laughs> doing the job. Okay, tonight, episode one, um, some things we're going to talk about. Um, want you to stick around for, we're going to talk about gravel bike. What is the whole thing about? I mean, where does it come from? I know I've got ideas on it. I know you guys have got e ideas and thoughts on it. Um, we're going to talk about our specific gravel bike superpowers or what you may want to have as a superpower on the bike and we're going to look at some events that are coming up that we have um, on the radar already and i've actually got a listener email Ooh. do we, we actually have a listener someone's listening right now one no, person no somebody is listening to the podcast and they sent me an email already with a question what's That's, the question uh, we're going to get to that don't get ahead of yourself over there wes um so what's going on this week guys what have you been up to uh, I got the black lung, pretty much, so I'm sipping on tea. We're going to hear uh, Joey uh, blowing the snot yeah. rockets, I think. Yep. I ruined one of my favorite shirts. I got it raised Mountain uh, Bike Park on the indoor bike park. I saw the video that was in. What would you do to it? Well, turns out California Burrito will permanently stain your raised indoor mountain bike park shirt. <laughs> <laughs> that stinks. What are we drinking tonight? I have got um, Wells Banana Bread Beer. Uh, if you've never had Wells Banana Bread beer, tastes just like bananas. I know Wes doesn't care for bananas, but I love bananas, and I love bananas bread. 
Wells banana bread beer. What do you got, Wes? I've got some knockoff Baileys and coffee. What's a knockoff Baileys? St. <laughs> Brendan's. It's fantastic. <laughs> Half the price. I'd highly recommend it. <laughs> and I'm over here sipping my Earl Grey uh, peppermint tea oh. uh, out of my hydro flask. Joey's not feeling well. Yeah. Joey's not feeling well. So that's it. So I was in um, Florida a couple of days ago. Yeah, you rode down to Florida, didn't you? Yeah. I had to take my daughter back to school. And so I spent a day on Lake Apopka North Shore. Lake Gator Apopka's ga- it was Gator Country. Lake Apopka North Shore, the North Shore, the um, Wildlife Drive. There's, it, it's beautiful, and, and I'm gonna have a video for it for the channel later. Um, it's probably 40 miles of gravel, and it it rolls right by um, Lake Apopka. There's alligators, there's birds, there's whatever you want, and just tons and tons of gravel and no cars, literally no cars. It's open. The Wildlife Drive, about a quarter of it is open to cars three days a week. They have a gate. Gate opens up. Cars come in, and they're just rolling around looking at wildlife. So that's what I've been up to. Sounds like heaven to me. It really was. (laughs) It really actually was. I did um, 32 miles, and I've ridden there before. Yeah, so Um, you have a pretty good video out about it. I had a, a standoff with a raccoon. He didn't want to get out of the way. <laughs> it was big, too. He kind of scared me a little bit. <laughs> I don't know. Um, and the alligators, the alligators actually, they, they kind of, I don't know if it's because it's winter. Um, they just kind of chilled. They really weren't moving, but they were huge. I, I was like six feet away from like eight, nine-foot alligators that were just sitting between the, the road on the little bank right down into the lake and just chilling there. Did the stands actually seal alligator punctures to your tires? I don't know, but that'd be cool to check. I was I was on my AWOL and I was rolling the stock triggers, and because I had to go back to those the Nard you hooked me up with a while ago, Wes. The Nard is an excellent tire for the, anybody looking for a gravel tire. I don't like the Nard. The Nard is an excellent tire until you actually need it to like hold air. It, <laughs> <laughs> I had six flats in South Carolina. We run low pressure here at gravel travel and dirt. Well, I was I was rolling gr- low pressure too, but I had tubes in it, and mm. so I ended up. The Nard is a tube tire. You can't run a tubeless. So. Oh, I don't know. See, see. Okay, here's here's our, your first insight into show. Um, these guys are mechanics. I'm not. I I think I introduced it in podcast zero. I break everything. They fix everything. So I get everything wrong. Um, and they're here to correct us. They're also, the Nards you. are uh, on super sale right now. If anybody wants a pair, they're yeah. like extreme blowout. Yeah, but I your be- new tires didn't come in the shop. Oh no, I didn't yeah. do that. Yeah, yeah. I so, believe the Nard is being discontinued, yeah. and that's why. They're well, on super it, sale. It's probably because they didn't hold air. So, so no, what happened was, I mean, they were great, like on the canal, on the towpath, and places like that. But as soon as I got them out on the road, which I guess they're really not intended to be, as soon as I got, and in, in what I do, that I got to roll on the road. You know, sometimes it's hard top. And um, I got six flats in South Carolina in the course of like three days. It was like literally every time I turned around, I was like, Psst. and I even put sealant. In the tubes, too. It just it made no difference. So if anybody's out there doing that, it sounds great, but don't waste your time. <laughs> it doesn't do anything. It did absolutely nothing except make a mess of the inside of the tire when I had to try to patch it or I had to try to fix the tube. But so I, I went to this little shop in South Carolina, and, and I ended up rolling Nimbus tires. 
Ew. It was like it was like I had concrete inside the rubber. It was ridiculously stupid. That's if you eat them all the way on the rim. Well, they were the only thing the guy had. He was a specialized shop that was probably about the size of a bedroom. It's probably about the size of the room we're here in here now. Which we're in the, the one of the bedrooms in my house doing this guy, everybody. So we don't have a big old listening uh, recording studio. Danica Patrick is Pop. here. Yeah, yeah. I wish. Yeah. <laughs> um, so there's this little tiny shop, and all he had was Nimbus tires. And I had to have something, so there I was rolling concrete tires for the last. I think I only had rode them for like a day. So if anybody wants a really cheap pair of Nimbus tires, I've got them available. If anybody wants them, but I'm going to the Gravel Kings, right? The Gravel King SKs, the 743s, and I'm going to set them up tubeless. Yes, sir. I'm going to make a mess all by myself with sealant. (laughs) (laughs) This is a PG show. Okay, Wes. Um, so yeah, that's that's what I've been up to, you know. And then we just got back. We did um, that NCR trip, which was kind of fun. Yeah, was that a few weeks ago? Yeah, it was like right after Christmas. Oh, that was a blast. Yeah, yeah. Boxing day. Boxing day. Boxing day. Yeah, day after Christmas. Um, so that's about it from a ride perspective and a weekly catch up kind of thing. Um, the next next thing we wanted, I mean. Really, guys, what is the deal with gravel? I'm going to let you take the reins here for a little bit. What do you think, Joey? What's the deal with gravel bike? Why is it – what is the deal? I mean, uh, the way I look at it and when I'm talking to people, customers, going to events, I mean, it's just a – you get that adventure side of things. You're getting off the beaten path. You're not dealing with traffic. You're mm-hmm. – um, Dirt. It's, it adds a little bit of a intense factor to it because, you know, you can't just – you can't just hop right on and expect to, to be the greatest gravel rider. You got to learn how to ride your bike a little bit. Um, you're getting out and seeing things you can't see normally. Um, you know, most of the gravel stuff I go to, yeah, it's it's usually very pretty where I'm at, and I'm not worried about the diesel truck rolling coal on me. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, everyone that's riding gravel is awesome. I mean, I haven't been to a gravel event where it's just a bunch of stuck up people. I mean, everyone's real chill. It's very friendly, open. Um, and it's usually followed by beer. Yeah, I say there's always always good beer. There's uh, usually coffee party. somewhere along the way. Coffee, beer, party. Yeah. you know, maybe some a uh, couple flasks mixed in on the ride. Is that, was that like your experience in Dirty Kansas? No, God no. <laughs> <laughs> I uh, I remember a New Year's gravel ride I did a few years ago. We were attempted to do a New Year's Day century, and you know, a few miles on the ride, people are passing around a flask because we're trying to warm up, and it's just that's my first uh, big gravel group ride like two or three years ago. And uh, it was a blast. Yeah. So, yeah, yeah Dirty Kansas was not not, not like that. Not like that. Not like that. <laughs> I'll go over that later. <laughs> I know. We're going to talk about all kinds yeah. of things later. What do you think, Wes? Well, from a holistic nature standpoint, I love gravel riding. Forest Ranger. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, I love it because it slows everything down. You're not looking mm. at your power. Mm-hmm. You're, yeah, not, yeah. you're not training. You're not anything. You're just riding your bike. You're going back to why you started and that's what I love so much about it is it's just you, you're riding, you've got a friend. Hopefully, I don't know if you don't, you'll probably make one because everybody's super friendly, you know, and there's plenty of places to ride it and it'll take you to places where you've never been before. Like Joey was saying, there's no cars. That's one of the big reasons I love doing it yeah. is I want to go outside and enjoy nature. And it's kind of hard to do that with cars wasn't past you and, you know, staring at a Garmin screen the whole time. Tighten up to that mic, Wes. 
I have to get really close to my microphone. You do. I didn't do any work, so Brian gave me the worst microphone possible. <laughs> he, does. he absolutely has the worst. So I'm possible basically microphone. kissing this microphone. You're, so you're, you're basically speaking into a can. So That's if you're listening to this, just know that if we were in public, I would be pretty much lips to ears at the moment yeah. with you. And that's how you would hear me. <laughs> And that's why I love gravel riding. I, I, my thoughts, I've been listening because I, I was asking this question. I was, I, that was one of the questions I put here. Um, what do you guys think about the fact that it like allows people to be a little more innovative? I mean, in the industry, so like from a mountain bike perspective, it was like they had 26-inch tires. And then it was like, hey, everybody, you're going to now ride 29-inch tires. And then as soon as everybody jumped on the 29-inch, you know, it was like, hey, everybody, you're going to ride 27.5. Yeah. So it's almost like the industry has always kind of driven the innovation and told people what they're going to do. But in the world of the gravel adventure kind of bike lifestyle and that culture, you're putting bags in places, you're doing things differently, you're zip tying things to things. And, you know, it allows people and riders and cyclists to be a little bit more individualistic and maybe a little more innovative. Oh, yeah. And the great thing is, like, anything can be a gravel bike. Yeah. And it's... Yeah, whatever you can strap on the bike, however you can do it, um, you fig- gravel cyclists just figure it out and go. Grip it around, go. Yeah, yeah. it's yeah. it's not a pissing contest, and yeah, run what you brung. <laughs> <laughs> what about the um, the challenges of finding places to ride? I mean, because where we are, I know, like we're in the Midwest, everything's a gravel ride in the Midwest, right? I mean, there's just gravel roads all over the place, from what I understand. We live on the East Coast, Brian. I know, but that's my point, oh, yeah. is like, how hard is it to find, and how does that impact? Because we're, we're close to Leesburg. Yeah. You know, Northern Virginia and that Loudoun County, there's, what, 800 miles of gravel road in Loudoun County? Mm-hmm. Something ridiculous like that. We got the towpath. We've got things that are close by for us. But, you know, the challenge of, like, walking out your door, because we've got to get in a car to go there yeah. to ride those things. So the challenge of getting to a place where you can actually find gravel um, What's the challenge with that? I mean, how do you find? How do you find it? How do people go out and they? I mean, are you looking on Strava specifically for gravel? Or? I love Google Maps personally, so yeah. I hop on Google Maps and I run it to you know bicycle. And then when you run it on bicycle, you can look at bicycle trails, and then that usually leads you pretty close somewhere that has gravel, or you can find Forest Service land. And literally with an FS is marked Forest Service Road. Yeah. And you can have a pretty good idea there's a oh, forest okay. word there. So there you go. So I, I love using that because you'll, you'll find things, and, and that'll be open to cars as well, but a lot of times you won't find too many people running down that road. That's a great um, tip. So I, look, for, look for FS yeah, on, so the, I, on the I, maps. I do a lot of manual searching on, on Google Maps, you know, huh. and that works really well for me. I so, know there's, a, there's that website, Gravel Maps. Yes, yeah, so I'm currently on Gravel Maps because I forgot the name of it. Um, and that's a great resource for folks uh, wherever you are. Um, off on a beaten path, you find a gravel road. Uh, you didn't know it was there. You can go on the gravel maps and mark it. Um, hey, here's a two and a half mile stretch of gravel. Have you ever done that? Yeah. Have you ever actually done that? What's the, is it a difficult process? Or no, it's it easy. So um, when I was living on the Eastern Shore, um, when I would take rides out towards uh, Delaware from Easton, um, get a lot of uh, small connector stuff, uh, farm roads and whatnot, and you can link up. Uh, you know, maybe on a forty mile ride, you might be able to get ten miles of gravel. Um, and I was able to link that up, and I would download it right from uh, my Strava, um, right. and uh, right onto that, and then I could plot more and more until I could get more uh, percentage of gravel on a ride if I wanted to. And uh, like when I was getting ready for Dirty Kansas a few years ago, that's what I was doing. So seeing what I could do to to market, now it's what that's what I used. So, you guys know of any gravel that's like really close to us? 
I mean, like, road. <laughs> <laughs> that for listeners is our road yeah. that's under construction, well, continually under construction. Uh, and um, although, no, actually, I think they cleaned that up now, haven't they? Well, you can go to the end of it. You can. Oh yeah, you're down, there down at the end of it. The marina like a loop of gravel. Yeah. And just keep yeah. going. I don't know. Just seems like it's not like everywhere. It's like you've Correct. got to kind of search it out, and maybe that's a part of its appeal. Yeah, that's say that's my other thing is I like to just. Uh, well, I've kind of found my limits around here, but say like back to the Eastern Shore thing. Yeah, I could, no, it's, it was an adventure to see what I could go find. So, yeah, you're exploring an area you already thought you knew. Yeah, right. Yeah, right. Yeah. And finding something different and finding a different way to approach it. And yeah. I, I think there's also just like, in my opinion, the, the ease of it. As I think Wes, what you touched on, you know, it's just chill. You know, it's just you're not out there. You don't get all kitted up. You know, you're not looking at power meters you're not you know playing games with that it's just you're you're out there just having a good time you know and and <coughs> i don't know seems to me like um that's a big part of it as well yeah. that's that's a big part of it so i don't know if any of you listeners have any thoughts or any ideas but fire them along we'd love to hear you know what everybody else's thoughts are um so one of the things that i'm going to work on is not saying um as much it's a real problem me too me. yeah that's it's hard it's it is hard let's say by episode 10 we say no ums no um episodes no ums episode 10 you've heard that's, it right there episode no, 10 is going to be the no um episode, episode we'll 10. take a drink for every um that we say <laughs> that's a great idea that is a great idea you can play along at home too <laughs> over and over and over again because if you listen to the podcast more than once well there you go <laughs> you could have a grand time with that <laughs> um gravel like superpowers I I, stu- I I um these guys have no idea. I put this down for oh, something yeah. for I us to talk about. I'm waiting to hear what everyone else so, has to say. So I would like to share with you what I think my gravel bike superpower would if I if I was to be have a superhero power in the context of gravel cycling, I would like to be nutrition man. Okay, I would like whatever I eat the pitfall of my riding <laughs> to, to be exactly what it is that I need. Now, I guess you could you could you could do that in anything, right? But I mean, like you could be like, say, as an example, at Dirty Kansas and just pick up some trash off the side of the road. I've like, done that before. <laughs> <laughs> so Joey's you, part raccoon, <laughs> <laughs> trash panda. Uh, you know, so it, everything that I would eat would actually convert directly into fuel that I needed. No matter what, why not? Like why not truck. like have just a steak appear, and then that steak is converted to exactly what you need it to be <laughs> okay, for that's your better. body to keep moving. I like that. I like well, like that a may actually wrapper. That may be two superpowers though, because then you've got to be able to conjure up the food and then convert it into the correct fuel. So I, just I conjure know. up the right food instead of eating <laughs> so garbage. Actually, actually, you know what we need to do is that needs to be your superpower, the ability to conjure up food. I don't want that superpower. <laughs> what would your superpower be? Well, mine would be that my ass would never hurt. Ever. <laughs> Steel ass. <laughs> Steel ass man. Oh, jeez. Yeah. There's been several times where five miles feels like 30 miles. I don't think you need to explain that very much either. Yeah. I think everybody's going to understand well, that. Well, I'm going to. And it, Go it for hurt. it. <laughs> <laughs> That's all I've got to say about that. That's all you got to say about that, Joey. Um, I would like to be like a diesel truck. Like I don't. You want to like, coal roll people? Yeah, I want coal roll. <laughs> yeah, roll coal. I'll get a little exhaust on the back of my, uh, my salsa. Or, or the back. Where would the yeah. exhaust come from, Joey? Well, uh, by that I mean going. Joey wants to be fart man, <laughs> diesel fart man. <laughs> Start calling him like I, uh, Okay, we're don't, do don't have to do it fast. Okay. But if I want to go out and I ride, want to ride three hundred. 
250 miles. Just keep going. Just keep going. Just keep going. Yeah, I don't need to do it at 20 miles an hour, 15 miles, you know, just... Just, the, the, consistency. Ability to, just yeah. the ability to keep chugging just, along. Uh, I got this dream of being like a long-distance endurance cyclist and always uh, fall short of that, yeah. That's a pretty Most good that's, uh, We'll go back to the nutrition thing there. We put it all together and have actually yeah. super cyclist, super yeah. gravel guy. Oh, yeah. Super gravel guy. I would still not like to eat trash. <laughs> well, I wouldn't want to eat the trash. I just want to eat whatever that I find available to like, because <laughs> actually, if we're, if we're going back to this real quick, I'll go over it more. But I was, uh, I would like a bowl of pasta to appear because that's what I need. No, you do an event like, uh, I keep going back to Dirty Kanzo, but you do an event where there's hundreds, maybe thousands of cyclists, right? And you know, gravel roads, and people don't know how to eat because half of them haven't ridden gravel before or, or not much experience, and there's just crap everywhere. Like they drop like, it? Like they'll literally do a Dirty Kenza cleanup event like the week after uh-huh. and the debris for the first 50-60 miles is insane. There's water bottles, there's beef jerky, there's goose-stone wrappers so I just started picking it up and like <laughs> like here's my reserves and like oh man I want a Jack Link's thing of jerky or... That also, that also tells us how fast you were going. Oh uh, look, yeah. jerky. Hey, I uh... Yeah. If you want to open a bike shop, just go to Dirty Kansas and, and wait for everybody to go through. Pick up the stuff along oh, the way. Now you have inventory. Yeah. I took. Uh, I filled my jersey up going to Checkpoint One with like four or five water bottles. I'm like, these things are awesome. I'm like, just, just I'm taking like, them home. I'm gonna clean them. Yeah, like bike bottles. Like yeah, water bike bottles. bottles. You know, just something that's like I collect, like collected bottles and socks. And then you store them with yeah. sag and and off yeah, you go. You drop it at Checkpoint yeah. One and just roll the next one. Good. You still got any of them? Yeah. Nice. Yeah. They. Uh, you only got one DK uh, salsa bottle. Um, and most people like collecting pairs, so yeah, I got myself a pair. <laughs> nice, yeah. nice. Yeah. Well, that's that. I did not I don't drink know. out of them. I thought it was fun. Just cycling super gravel, I like superpowers. It. it was cute. I like I, it. Uh, yeah, I, don't know. I did it get very good. sick at a mile 140 because of that. I'm just saying <laughs> because of what you were eating because of eating uh, trash. Uh, it wasn't, it wasn't trash, but I was just, all right, oh, man, here's, here's more beef jerky. Or like, oh, I haven't so tried, just, this, just I haven't so tried this flavor of goo before. So just everybody, is clear, it's clear. You weren't eating, like, things that were, no, uh, you, were you were picking up stuff like, that people dropped. If it was sealed it. up and, you know, like. Yeah. Oh, I've done that. I wasn't eating a Everybody's Ziploc done bag that, right? of. Uh, no. Chex Mix, you know. <laughs> Half open and Slim Jim. Drop Step into a Slim Jim. Yeah. Oh, God, now we have to pay royalties for that. <laughs> No, nobody's actually going to listen to it, I, I so hope, I don't think we need to I worry about it. Like, man, these guys keep rambling on about trash. <laughs> no joke. <laughs> no joke. All right, what's next? Uh, what's coming up? Um, events and things. Now, um, we've already got one thing on our, our calendar. Uh, Grape Gravel Crusher, yes. which is in Pennsylvania, and it is April 13th. Yes. So if anybody out there is doing that, we're going to be there. We're going to have stickers. We're going to have... Um, some trash food available that can be easily converted into anything you would I'll like. Actually, I'll bring homemade beef jerky. <laughs> Joey fed me that one time, and it was a dog treat. <laughs> <laughs> so that's where we're going to be in in April, and that just got on the calendar really quickly within the last couple of weeks. Yes. So I know Joey, you're signed up for that. I'm signed up for that. If Joey signed up for something, I think Wes said he can't go. Uh, we'll just figure out scheduling at the store. He'll go. Yeah. So these guys both work in the same shop, so lots of overlap there. Yeah, we overlap greatly. Mm-hmm. So, um, uh, next thing, just a couple of days. Yeah. Um, the um, I'll let Joey let you talk about. I'll this. say uh, this this upcoming Wednesday, and I think which will be tomorrow for when this podcast might go out. Yep. Uh, we are having what's called Adventure Night or Bikepacking Night at the Ruddy Duck down in Solomon's. Um, 
where man, I keep saying um, where we're yeah. gonna have once you, uh, once you once you realize you do it, <laughs> yeah. it's really hard. We're gonna have folks get there a little early, get some beer, food. We're at the private dining room. We're gonna go over all things bike packing. You know, intro nice. to get whatever you want to do. If you've we get a lot of people come to the store that uh want to know more about it don't know where to start you know what's a good start you know do you have to have all this crap do you not have to have all this you know what bike's the best um so we're pretty much going to cover everything to get someone on their first trip whether it's them riding up uh you know 10 mile ride parking for one night or even if it's you know taking their car car bike packing even you know we'll sum up that real quick it should be fun we'll have beer there nice. uh, we'll hand out some swag uh, stickers. That's oh, all I you got said right salsa. Now. Salsa. Yeah, say salsa. salsa sent us. Uh, yeah, salsa was awesome and sent us a box of swag. We got bottles, a top two bag. We got some uh, store bottles to throw away too, or throw out, raffle out, and uh, yeah, that way everyone's. Uh, I might even bring uh, one of the uh, gravel books uh, from Nick Legan. I might see if I can raffle right. that off. Uh, that thing's like the gravel bible. Awesome. Oh, I saw that. Yeah, it's that's awesome. nice. Like coffee table book, and it's more than that too, though. It's like a, it's oh, like it's, a how-to kind of thing. It's as like well. a, it'll teach you everything from how to. Oh, you got mud clearing up your tires? Just take a stick, and you know, here's how to clean that out real quick. To, here's a good section on the gap and the CNOs in there. Nice. You want to do land one one hundred? There's a whole thing about that. You know, it, what's the best bike? What's not the best bike? Um, it's an awesome book. I highly recommend it. So, have you entered the lottery for Dirty Cancer this year? I have. I'm not sure if I did it to sell my spot or, you know, the more I think about it after I sign up, maybe give it another shot. I'm so, uh, I'm so seriously thinking about it. We, we know some folks that are doing it. Um, you know, Pascal and, um, uh, who else signed for Ron? Uh, Ron Ron Hickman. Ron. Yep. Ron signed up, signed up for it as well. Yeah. So I've actually been going, tossing around. What's today? The seventh. I've got six days to decide whether yeah, I want to uh, say through the thirteenth. That's on my wi- uh, weekly catch up. Uh, the nineteenth is the day uh, they announce it. Yeah. So, did you guys sign up for the two hundred or what? What does I put the two hundred? If yeah. you're going to do it, if you're going, going out there, yeah. If you're going out there, you're going to do it. Although uh, if I highly recommend if you don't do the two hundred, the party afterwards is awesome. So then you just do the fifty. Yeah, the barbecue, the the beer, the the food trucks. It was a, Emporia really. Did a good job on that one. Yeah, I mean, so, I've seen the videos from last year, so yeah. it looks like it because everybody's everybody's rolling videos out now. It's like yeah. the day after the event happens, you can go on YouTube and see you know just about everything you'd, you'd want to see. It's pretty cool. I, I I still don't know. I want to do it. It's a bucket list, and I keep thinking if I'm going to want to do it, and I want to do it, I need to go ahead and do it. Yeah, you know, because every year is another year older, closer to the closer to the end for me. That was encouraging. <laughs> I feel sad now. I don't know. But you get you know what I'm saying. Yeah. You know, it's a hard thing to do. It's a, it's obviously um pretty intense. So thinking, you know, I want to do it and why not go ahead and get it done? Get in get in there and, and test the metal. So if you're listening to this you only have a few more days to get into the raffle. Yeah. And then you hear in a few weeks uh, if you actually did or not. And what's the registration? What's it cost? Ooh. I think it's like 200 220 uh, Yeah, it's two, it 220 two. for the 200 and like 110 for the 100 yeah. It, it scales, check- but they only charge you if you actually win the raffle, though. So yeah. I went on, put all my info in. By the time all the fees and crap were finished, uh, it was out $258 or something. Wow. And, yeah, I only get billed if that yeah, actually it's cans. It's 30 cans, right? I mean, you know. It was a dollar, a little over a dollar a mile. dollar a mile. It's a way to look <laughs> yeah. at it. Um, I think I actually it was looked, the year I did it was only 100 bucks. I looked at Day Across Minnesota again, too. 
Gina Austin. Oh, yeah, yeah, I forgot. Um, and I was getting ready to pull the trigger on that. I was on the website, and then I checked my tour schedule, and I think I'm in New York up until, like, the day before that event. So I was like, yeah, there's no way. No way I can't do it. What are you doing in New York? <laughs> tour. A tour in New York. It's, um, wait a minute, what day? That's, like, July, August 19th. No, it's earlier. It's August 3rd. So that is going to be the tail end of um, Empire State Ride, which I staff. I do staff work on that. Um, Empire State Ride, little shout out for Empire State Ride. Um, 500 and some odd miles across the state of New York. Starts in Staten Island, ends in Buffalo, seven days. You've got to fundraise, I think, $3,500. But here's the thing to think about. And this is what, you know, when I was there last year, it's like, wow, $3,500 fundraise. It's an awesome tour for $3,500. It's probably less than you would pay for a backroads tour of that caliber. Because they have the comfy campers come in. They set up your tent every night. You get an air mattress. You get a chair. You get all this stuff. And your tent's already set up. The SAG vehicle's carrying all your gear. There's rest stops every 15 or 20 miles. You're, you're fuel, you know, fueling up. The caterer was literally some of the best food I think I've ever had in my life. Adam, if you actually ever listen to this, way to go, dude. Um, I'll send you a sticker. Yeah, we'll send you a sticker. Um, so for $3,500, you got all of that and more. Um, it seemed to me like it was like a no-brainer, slam-dunk kind of thing. And if, yeah. if I was in the if, if I was in the space of looking to do a tour and not work a tour, now when you staff it, I mean that's the hardest tour I've ever done um, on a bike tour because usually on a bike tour you get a little downtime. You're up at like five o'clock in the morning. You're racing the first group out to make it to the rest stop. You're helping through rest stops all day long. At the end of the day, you're reloading gear, you're eating dinner, and then you're shuttling participants. And then guess what you get to do? You get to go set up your own tent and crawl in it and try to get some sleep that night. And then you're up at 5 o'clock again this morning. This is literally some of the hardest, but um, incredibly rewarding because it's a fundraiser for cancer, for cancer research, for the Roswell Center. And so that ends the day before damn and there's just no there's no way i could pull the trigger on that which really kind of was a bum because they 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 did it last year more towards the end of august it was like 18th or 19th i think it was 19th yeah and i was looking at that for i was initially seeing the dates for 2018 i was thinking oh i can do this this is awesome and then I, i realized i was looking at the wrong dates so no good no good for me um we'll um Think that's, uh... Talk more about events as as we move along because I think there's going to be more and more stuff that we're going to want to do. Mm-hmm. Um, Ooh, because Hillbilly Rebay is the week after uh, Great Pressure too. So also Brandywine Valley Rebay. That's that's what I meant. Yeah, sorry, yeah. Brandywine yeah. Valley, which yeah. which is in its fourth year, and I've done that I think every year, um, and done some videos for them. Organizers, man, that, that's a lot of that's a fun ride too. Um, you can do a thirty or a sixty, and it's. Probably, I want to say, forty to fifty percent actual gravel in Pennsylvania. Nice. Um, donut Hill is <laughs> like this oh, really yeah. massive hill. You get up to the top, apple cider donuts. <coughs> um, plenty of food, plenty of beer when it's done, and it's it's a huge crowd because it's very low key. It's really affordable. I think like thirty bucks or forty bucks nice. to register for that. Um, so that's Brandywine Valley Roubaix, definitely on my list but it's tough to go and we're going to be in pennsylvania the one weekend and then to turn around yeah. and go right back again the following weekend but hey let's get a and stay there the whole time yeah stay the whole week 
Um, we got a listener email. Ooh. Can you imagine that? What did it we, say? We only had uh, episode zero, and I've actually got. And y'all are all going to think I'm making this this up too. I, I, I'm not. We actually got this email it's from a, from Philip in Virginia, and I'm going to read you the actual email. He says, "I was recently on a great gravel descent when I encountered some serious washboard. It almost caused me to go down. What causes this? Where does it come from? And how does it form? Is it water runoff?" So I did a little googling. And do either of you guys know what causes that washboard effect on a gravel road? No. Not on a gravel road. Okay. But I've done a lot of crunches. So, (laughs) well, it's not working. And I don't have washboards. (laughs) Washboarding, and I'm going to read this straight from Wikipedia. Washboarding is the formation of ripples in the surface of gravel and dirt roads. It occurs in dry, granular road material with repeated traffic traveling at speeds above five miles per hour. So it's cars. Cars actually cause washboarding. It's the resonation of the wheel on the dirt, the gravel or the sand that literally causes it to lift up and form those... Like a stalagmite, basically, but just uh, a long stalagmite. Like long and flat. Long and flat stalagmite. Some of that stuff's really bad. Um, it typically occurs on... Uh, with wheels rolling over unpaved roads at speeds sufficient to cause the bouncing of the wheel on the initially unrippled surface. surface. Sand and gravel are primary road <coughs> materials where it is found, but it also occurs in some clay-like soils. It's kind of cool. I mean, I'd never really looked into it. No, I just yeah. thought it was erosion, to be honest with you. I always thought it was water. Yeah, yeah I, I just thought it was water. I assumed it was water as well. Yeah, just water rolling over the road, and it caused it to kind of like form like these little like you do like when you go to the beach and you go in the ocean and you see the the sand kind of ripples it underneath. It looks the water. like a washboard basically on the beach. Yeah, yeah. You're right. Yeah, so I was thinking that that's what it was. That it was just water, but nope. In fact, it is the car wheel itself bouncing as it travels across the road. Eh. Neat. What about bike wheels? I don't know. You would think they would. You know what? We need to stop this gravel bike stuff because it's causing washboarding on the roads. It's probably those e-bikes. Sorry, everybody. <laughs> e-bikes. <laughs> Sorry, everybody. We're going we're gonna to switch to horseback riding. <laughs> no, we're not. I also highly encourage e-bikes. <laughs> e-bikes. I, you know what? They're we great. can talk about that. I don't have a problem with e-bikes. Yeah. We can I, do an episode if, on If we're going to talk about e-bikes, I need a refill on my coffee and Bailey's. I don't think no. we're actually going to dip into real, no. real e. But that's a good conversation for. I mean, how does that play in the world of gravel cycling, e-bike? Yeah. I don't know. Let's let's table that for, for another um, go round, yeah. another episode because I have thoughts on that. I have ideas on that. So that's going to wrap it up for us tonight, guys. I am going to do a quick shout out to sure, uh, please Scott Mason or AKA the Taco Destroyer. He was talking about our music, and then in the middle of this, he said it sounds like Deliverance. Um, so I'd like to. Uh, Wait, sounds like Deliverance? What sounds yeah. like Deliverance? Our intro music. No, it's just a little slide guitar. Yeah, it's, it's, yeah. it's, it's Southern Hard Jam, man. Yeah. I'll give it. I'll give a shout out too. Um, yeah. Arabelle is our voice at the in, at the at the beginning of the podcast oh. that introduces the podcast. Her name is Arabelle. Thank you, Arabelle. Yes, thank you, Arabelle. Thank you. We appreciate our, your hard work there on our our podcast introduction. <laughs> um, so, how to support the podcast as we're wrapping up? Um, everybody take a look at subscribing. We're now on iTunes. You can catch us on Stitcher. 
Um, we're hosting off of SoundCloud for the time being, so you can subscribe there. All of those places you can subscribe. You can go to the website at graveltraveldirt.com, and you're going to be able to find the RSS feed. So if you wanted to use something like Overcast or some other sort of um, whatever your podcast listening software of choice is, you should be able to plug your RSS, RSS feed in and be able to get notified when we have subscriptions or when we have new um, episodes released. Schedule. We're going to try to do this every couple of weeks, maybe twice a month, I think is what we're shooting for. Yep. Um, so you'll be able to um, find that. And what else? Um, Patreon. Okay, so this actually costs money. <laughs> surprise, surprise. How much it, have you spent already? I don't want to say. Yeah. Um, if you are so inclined and would like to support the podcast, you can go find the link to Patreon. Um, it literally comes down to buying us a beer. And uh, we'll give you a shout-out here on the podcast. Um, I don't really want to beg for money in the first podcast, but <laughs> it does cost money, so the Patreon account is there. It's We're set in up. the red already. We are way in the red, but that's okay. That's okay. This is all fun. It's fun. Um, you can if, buy us a beer at Ready Duck. Uh, you can buy us a beer at Ready, Buck, Ready Duck on yeah, Wednesday. Yeah. Anybody that may listen that wants to do that, right on. We'll be there at 6. <laughs> what time does this thing actually start Wednesday? Uh, show up at 6.30 to get fear, food and beer. Uh, we're going to start talking at 7.00. That okay, way we're not clicking around before. Uh, so we'll be there at six for beer. I'm getting there at six set up. Yep. Nice. Okay. And drink cool. beer. Right on. As long as I don't have the black lungs still. Hmm. I'll drink your beer for you. Yep. If somebody wants to buy Joey a beer, I'll drink it. <laughs> uh, got a fresh pack of stickers and uh, stuff today. Oh, that's right. That's too. right. So if you show up, I'll hand out some stuff. Oh, and if you do decide to support us on Patreon, expect a sticker pack in the mail. Yes. We're gonna fire off some stickers to you. Give you shout outs here. Um, on the podcast for all you folks that may want to help us out and keep this thing going. Um, I think we've already got a topic to talk about next week, and that's e-bikes and the world of gravel. Don, don, don. It'll be better. It'll be better. Um, so if you got thoughts on that, obviously fire it along. Um, beyond that, you guys got anything you want to wrap up with? Nope. I don't think so, Brian. Blank eyeballs. I think it was a yeah. good uh, kickoff podcast. Yeah, it was great. And... Uh, Thanks, everybody. All right. Can't wait to hear what it sounds like. Okay. Looking forward to uh, everybody. Uh, watch for us again. Bye. I'm Westchester, and I'm down on this bike. Oh, dude, you're all over it. That's awesome. You're perfect. Here we go. <laughs> Hearing Joey blow his nose now. All right, I'm going to get in my tight on my mic. Can you guys hear me in your headphones? Oh, perfect. Yeah. yeah you sound hair. crisp. Cool. Big 4,000 over there. Cool. Crisp. All right, here we go. Hello. From the other side. <laughs> you, know, you know once you do that, I have that all captured so you can... Okay. Jesus Christ. <laughs> <laughs> all right. <laughs>